What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Main Street Bugle, a podcast about everything Disney, Star Wars, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Joshua Mogan. I'm joined by my other host, Dan Garrison. Dan Garrison. Oh, my God. Right? The this stars is, align. It's finally happening. Finally sitting here. We got the Toga Mickey. Oh, yeah. We got all these toys. We have Ray toys, apparently the only ones in the world. Well, it's very <laughs> uh, difficult to get those made, apparently. Apparently, yeah. I know. I take uh, Nicole and I are always going to Target, looking at the toys, and she was like, there's no Ray toys. They're nowhere yeah. to be found. Well, I mean, I think you're blocking the Holy Grail Oh, over yeah. There. And then we got this... Uh, Listeners, viewers, if you're looking, we have this uh, Ray Elite series here. This thing's heavy, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could Freaking definitely bludgeon someone. Bludgeon with it. someone, yeah. It's pretty heavy. And the BB 8 is a lot bigger than you would have thought. Than I would have thought. I feel like he's supposed to. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, I just rewatched it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, enough with the pleasantries. If you're new here, like I just described, this is a podcast about everything related to Disney. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars. And we're going to break this show into three different segments, which get released on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Tuesdays. I don't know why I'm going ones, threes, and twos. I've been doing that the whole time. Yeah, you kind of have this cadence going. Yeah, well. But that's all right. It's happening. We're doing it. It's going on. It's happening. So anyway, for the first segment, of course, we're going to break into Disney. Now we have a sound bump thing here. Cool. Sound bump. Good googly moogly. Alright, let's get into the Magic Kingdom stuff. Alright. The Disney stuff. Actually, now I remember what I want to talk to you about. You went to Disneyland like like a week ago. I did. It was was last week, yeah. How was that? It was really cool. We got to uh, go around on... We had an employee, which was the brother of my cousin's husband... And we got to go in through all of the outlines, and you know, basically, we hit Disney in a lot of, in just rapid succession on the on all of the rides. Oh my god! And it was super awesome, and we got to see both parks in one day, and spend a lot of time in Downtown Disney, and go and meander all around them. We definitely went on more rides than in, like actually chilling out and right. anywhere. So it, it was very much of like you exhausting. Know, it was it was super exhausting, and then. And then the only time that we actually had like a little respite during the day was during the uh, during the World of Color parade mm-hmm. that happened. They have or, a uh, World of Color parade now. Well, uh, I don't think it's the World of Color per se. It's it's basically an imagination like light show mm-hmm. where like light is Nikki's Mickey's imagination, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very much like he's going to release his imagination, and it turns into every Disney property except the villains and Star Wars showing up, which I found a little weird that a parade about Star Wars... So Iron I Man mean, was yeah. there, but Luke didn't get well, to no, show Well, no, no, no. Marvel and Star Wars both oh. just were absent. I was, like, every... I was like, you get to have Spider-Man walking around, but there's no... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I glossed over that. Um, no, basically any any properties that involved any kind of, like, punching mm-hmm. were just out. I like, no, no yeah. punching. No punching, no negative, like, anything. It was It was really neat. It was all, like, a... It was definitely like a dance party dubstep mashup. <laughs> so it's like the uh, electric light parade. Oh, absolutely. Of the old days. Yeah. Did you ever get to see that? I saw the one in World whenever I was little. I'm sure it's the same thing. It probably is. Yeah. My like my memories of back Wait, then is it still going sketchy. on in the world or did you see it when you were a kid? I saw it when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't think it's still going on. Yeah, I, I think I saw it. The first time I saw it, I was, like, really young, like, six or seven. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. And then when we went back when I was eight, I was like, I've seen this already. It's kind of boring. Yeah. But 
I did kind of wish it would come back. Well, yeah, I mean, those things are always really cool. I mean, I, I like uh, the fireworks at Epcot were just as cool when I saw them the last time that we went mm-hmm. as they were like when I was like four. Yeah, they changed the fireworks show up a lot. Oh, I think yeah. the only one that hasn't changed lately is like the Christmas one. That one's usually kind of the same. Well, I mean, they have a formula for it. And right. It only comes around once a year. Yeah. One of the things that I did learn about that I really want to go check out either this year or next year is the fact that they do up the entire park from October to about early December for Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. and they change the haunted house into Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've been on that. Christmas. I I want to see that. It's great. Yeah. Um although the last few times I had gone uh, was around Christmas. Uh-huh. And so I was like, man, I missed the old Haunted Mansion. <laughs> so when I got to go last time, I actually got to go on the old Haunted Mansion. That was really yeah. cool because like, I haven't seen it in so long. But the Nightmare Before Christmas one's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, they they It looks totally different, honestly. Like yeah. They change it completely, and it's yeah. like crazy. But yeah. yeah, I had a totally different experience last time I went because we went on like three rides, and then a lot of the time was us kind of hanging out. Because uh, we were visiting my girlfriend's best friend who okay. lives down there. Yeah. And so we just kind of were like, that line's too long. I'm not going on that. <laughs> like, uh, we basically yeah. rode like Hyperspace Mountain, which was awesome. So, yeah. Basically, if we could get a fast pass for it, that's what we rode. And okay. then between that, we're just hanging yeah. out. And then we're like, oh, we got to go do our fast pass. Yeah. Like, that was, that was it, basically. Yeah. Hyperspace Mountain was like definitely... Hyperspace Mountain and Star Tours were both definitely a thing that I really really enjoyed like their adaptation of just putting star wars into anything yeah i like they can is awesome i like that they added the force awakens thing like john boyega all of a sudden popped up yeah i was like (laughs) oh my god it's john boyega he's here (laughs) and he had the line that everybody says star tours what are you doing here i was Mm -hmm. like yes yeah Ah. Also, like, you know that moment in Star Tours where you, you guys have to escape because one of your people is, like, a rebel spy? Right. That was my cousin this time. Oh, yeah. So, like, we all Do, do you know if it's a set mind. seat? I think it is because, yeah. it, like, as far as, like, from any experience I've had in any kind of production, like, something like that, chances are they, like, just focus a camera right on that seat. Like, maybe right. they have three cameras, but they definitely don't have anything that moves. Right. Especially in a ride that tilts up and moves all on its right. own. Because that's too many cables. That's too many weird things. Yeah. And, like, Disney likes to not waste money. It's always, so, help it. it's always so funny that usually, it whenever it takes a picture, it's just somebody with, like, their mouth half open, like, looking in the it corner. It's all like, ooh. It's usually like, funny. here's this rebel spy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Anyway, um, we have, actually, a couple big Disney news stories to get into. Um so let's let's just start going into them. Um, this is an article on Polygon. This is like some huge news. I'm surprised this broke for our very first episode. But it says Disney movies will stream exclusively on Netflix starting this September. Polygon writes, uh, the streaming service announced the start date for the exclusive deal on the blog post this morning. Um, Netflix um, is basically going to have all of the rights for future Disney movies. So they're going to be the only place you'll be able to stream like... Mm-hmm future disney movies i guess which includes the marvel cinematic universe and i guess star wars i would suppose so like what surprised me more about this one than anything is actually that the deal was brokered uh back in 2012 and has been just a thing that they've been going forward like this has been a plan ever since Mm -hmm. which kind of makes sense but it's it, it also made me wonder of like what took so long yeah well i 
I have the sneaking suspicion Disney was maybe thinking about like, well, we're big enough, we could probably get away with it. You know, HBO yeah. can get away with it. So they were like, maybe we'll have our own streaming service, but then they probably were just like, eh, it's too much money. Let's yeah. just give it to Netflix, and Netflix can pay us a buttload of money, and we don't have to do anything. You well, know? Yeah, they can get paid a buttload of money and not have to take the same risk that they've been taking with video yeah. games and things like that. My my one thing is like, I'm like, what movies? Are you just talking about like, and when? So yeah. th- the one thing that doesn't it's, isn't answered here is like, am I going to be able to watch like Alice in Wonderland on Netflix? Like an old one, you know? Uh, like the Blu-ray cut of Alice yeah. in Wonderland. But I'm talking like a cartoon, not uh-huh. the live action one. Yeah. Or is it just going to be like, oh, Avengers 3.1 or whatever's out? Because <laughs> there's going to be two of them. So it's yeah. like, oh, the new Avengers came out in like a year. It'll be on Netflix and you'll only be able to watch it on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Like, is that all this is? Because, I mean, that's still kind of cool, I guess, because... But then again, it's like, if I want to rewatch the original, like the first uh-huh. Iron Man movie, which I've kind of been hankering to watch again recently, because I just... It's a fun movie. It's a good movie. I was thinking yeah. about, I was like, Jeff Bridges is in a robot. This is good stuff. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm like, am I going to be able to watch those, or is it only the future stuff? Because we know that, I guess, Force Awakens is streaming on Netflix in Canada, or it will be, and it's supposed to be like exclusive to Canada only for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That's weird, but... I don't know. Like yeah. this is cool, but I'm like I have so many more questions. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's also one of those things of like they always talk about like the Disney Vault and like how like you know movies go back into the vault every now and then, and you don't right. see them for a while until eventually you do see them five years later because money. Because they're like, oh, it's a, another fifth anniversary of oh ex- Snow White yeah, or something, yeah. yeah. And so like how like are they? And that's like been my biggest thing of like I don't. I don't know if like they're actually going to put any of their older movies out. I mean, I I hope they do because I mean I like them, so I'd like yeah. to see more of them. Uh and I also haven't watched some of them in quite a long time. So it'd be an excuse yeah. to go back. Oh yeah, no. And but I just I I just wonder if it will like invalidate their like vault thing or if they're just going to be like, "You know what? The vault is old school. This is new school." Yeah. Uh which I I kind of hope because I know that um like there's some kind of profit sharing for like however many views they get mm-hmm. on Netflix. I mean, it's the same thing with Hulu and all those other streaming services. Right. Uh, so I would imagine that if Disney wanted to like really cash in on that, like that's what they would do. The Well, the thing is, I think the way I understood it was Netflix pays studios for their movies for mm-hmm. a limited amount of time. Okay. So like, the way I was understanding it was like they're paying Disney a lot of money and Disney is giving them exclusivity rights to stream whatever mo- whatever movies they're going to have on there. Yeah. Either way, like it's so hard to get a hold of freaking Disney movies for some reason. I don't know why, but it's, it is. Like, yeah, I mean, it's that whole... It's the whole vault thing. It is. I mean, yeah. like that's that that's what makes their DVDs like collectors' items. Yeah. Is the fact that they show up for only like a specific amount of time, and then all of a sudden they're gone. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Like it's 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 frustrating for some people, like who just want to watch, you know, Little Mermaid or whatever, yeah. but just can't find it. I I have been meaning to start like getting blue like Blu-rays and stuff of the. Disney movies because we have literally I think we own Tron 1 and Legacy mm-hmm. on Blu-ray because they came in that fat like yeah, pack or whatever yeah. and then we own Tangled 
I think that's literally <laughs> it. Hey, I love Tangled. No, Tangled's a great movie. It's, it's it's just the way you like set it down and 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 Tangled. Yeah, Tangled. Yeah, I you know I like, thought Tangled was gonna be the worst thing ever, and then oh, and then yeah. my best friend watched it and he was like, oh, it's great. And oh, then, it's, it's so good. And then Nicole and I went and watched it, and when those lanterns went up, I was crying like a baby. <laughs> of course. Like everyone else in the theater. Yeah. Like, it was a, it was, I like that movie a lot. Also, it's it's got Mandy Moore in it, and I've always had kind of a crush on Mandy Moore. Just saying. It's <clears throat> it's okay. Everyone does. It's fine. But anyway, yep. this is exciting news. Um, they don't really mention... Well, they mention that Captain America's Civil War, which is still in theaters right now, We'll be able, like, you'll be able to watch it. Um, hmm. But apparently, like, HBO has a bunch of the Marvel films, and you'll still be able to watch those there, but you won't be able to watch any of the new films on HBO because they won't have the exclusive rights to them anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, and, yeah, it, I mean, there's a little... It's kind of strange. I don't understand yet, and maybe when they release, like, a list of movies, it'll mm-hmm. get a lot more exciting. But for now, I'm kind of like, all right. You know, this is cool though. This is it's exciting because yeah. I love Netflix, man. So good. Anyway, um, the next piece of news in the Disney universe is that we got a te- I, I would say it's a teaser trailer because it's only like a minute and a half of uh, the live action version of Beauty and the Beast, which I'm kind of a heathen. I haven't watched it yet, oh. and I think you watched it. Can can you describe <laughs> it? <laughs> um. It's mainly, like, I only got to see the first couple seconds, uh-huh. in truth. Like, so I watched a couple of seconds. We can, if we, if we want to, we can watch right after this. Well, um, I'm curious to know, ignoring the fact that we haven't seen this trailer yet, because it only came out, like, two days ago, and I've just been yeah. kind of busy, and then, you know, this game called Overwatch came out. And, and we've both been way We've just both been way that. too into that. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, here's the thing. with the live action Disney movies, I am not that big a fan. And honestly, I haven't seen any of them. So I'm not really like saying I don't like them as movies. Yeah. I don't like the idea of them saying, Hey, remember treasure planet? Well, we did it again (laughs) and it's live action now. And I don't, I'm like, okay, I don't care about that. I'd rather you made something different, you know, like something new. Cause it's like, we've already told this story and I've seen this movie like a hundred times in the case yeah. of treasure planet. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. It's really underrated. If it, people out there, if you haven't watched treasure planet, it's, it's like one of the most underrated Disney movies ever. And it was probably, it was like the last, one of the last hand drawn ones they ever did minus yeah. princess and the frog. Cause that's kind of an exception. Yeah, they kind of went back to that style for it. Yeah. Um, I really do like the live-action remakes. Uh, I, I actually think that they're different takes on what's go- on, on what's happening and what's been going on. Like, uh, the best example that I can think of, actually, is the most recent one that came out and that I saw, which is Jungle Book, mm-hmm. uh, which I really like that. I heard a lot of people saying it was really good. It was amazing, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the, I mean, the story they tried to really like move it more kinetically, especially with like, you know, the kids physical movement through the jungle and making it more of a journey story mm-hmm. and like the songs and things kind of only erupted in like very tense moments and things that really helped push it along. Um, 
whereas like the cartoon way back in the day is it's it, it's shot from like a very like you see full body and you see three quarter mm-hmm. you know shots and you don't really see very much else and this is very much more of a like we're using all kinds of different camera angles where we are adding in like a couple of small characters or expanding a couple of small characters rather in order to like make this more engaging and move you faster and um the voice acting performance was for i would say everyone was super spot on like it was funny to to me because it felt like everyone overshadowed like bill murray's performance in a way Mm -hmm. and like blue is supposed to be kind of you know this like laid back dude who's just really out there for the food and um they kind of like turned him into this like super laid back con man of just mm-hmm. like tricking Mowgli into like being his food boy, like his food partner, because he's he's like, oh man, this like man child is amazing um, at just getting everywhere that I can't because mm-hmm. I am scared of climbing, and they made him scared of climbing, which was great. <laughs> um, and so yeah, and like everyone else's performance, I mean, I, I I've heard a lot of people be upset about like the Christopher Walken like Big Louie thing of him like talk singing through it. Like I've heard a lot of people being like, "No, that was just such bad singing." And I'm like, "Well, everyone talk singed through mm-hmm. that whole thing, and it was such a good take." And like in the, at the end, uh, spoilers, um, that like instead of you know like Mowgli going back to the tribe like his his normal human you know man cub tribe mm-hmm. you know he 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 doesn't like mm-hmm. it's a very much of like him being like yeah you know what there's no reason for me to leave the jungle now that Shere khan is gone you know which was an amazing performance by idris elba like it was really cool and really intense and they wrote him into some really interesting places that weren't just like i'm a crazy one-eyed tiger and i'm gonna kill you mm-hmm. uh so it was it was very good. Although I feel like Idris Elba could play a napkin and still get like <laughs> everyone would love it. I love that napkin. <laughs> such a that such guy's a beautiful great. napkin. But yeah, I mean, I I get that, and I I don't even know that I'm a huge fan of the original Jungle Book, but okay. I don't know. I I'm just and and it's not. It's part of me doesn't really like remakes in general. Okay. Um, unless. It's something where it's like, okay, you're going back and you're making something that was kind of terrible, like actually good or something. Okay. But for the most part, I'm kind of like against them. Um, And like the fact that they're doing it here and I'm just like, Beauty and the Beast is already kind of a good movie. Like I don't need you to make it all real. Like an example of like this, the, the live action movies they've done that I really like is, um, was it called Enchanted or... Is that what it was called? Which is the one where it's like one? the animated princess goes to New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is enchanted. Yeah, I really liked that movie. Oh, I thought that funny. was an amazing use of like the all the all of the tropes mm-hmm. that they basically invented and like oh yeah making fun of them. Yeah, it was amazing. But I don't know. I'll have to watch the trailer and see how I feel because like most of the time when I watch the live action trailers, I'm like, I've seen this movie already. <laughs> like even with the Cinderella one, everybody's like, "Oh, Cinderella it was so good," and I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, but I already, you know, know the we story know of Cinderella. Yeah. I've seen it." And they're like, "No, but they like add on to it." And I'm like, "What more do I need to know about yeah. Cinderella?" And and for me, Cinderella was like the most bland of them all for mm-hmm. whatever reason. How many have there me? been? There's yeah. been two Cinderellas. No, or? I meant two of the live action remakes, not counting yeah. Beauty and the Beast because that's new. Okay. This is the third one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's yeah. Snow... Wait. 
Well, there's Maleficent. Yeah, but that's not necessarily a live-action remake right. or anything. That's just a new story or, like, a prequel, I guess. To like wasn't Snow supposed White. to be very good, though. I never saw it. I mean, I heard a lot of... I, I either heard that people loved it or I heard that they hated it. Right. Um, My mom hated it. <laughs> She's a really big Disney fan. Yeah. She freaking hated it. She's like, I, mean, I hate this movie. She loves sleeping. A, she yeah. loves Sleeping Beauty. Also, that might be why, because yeah. it is a very big departure from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. I mean, it, it apparently did enough, like, well enough to, to you know, warrant a sequel. So mm-hmm. that's happening. Oh God, I can't, <laughs> I can't even. Let's move on. I can't, right. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even do it anymore. Um, the last bit of Disney moves. Moves. Last bit of Disney news before we make our way into our second segment which is all about star wars which i'm kind of excited about yeah um disney infinity has been shut down i don't have an article attached to this because it happened like two weeks ago or whatever yeah but at the time of this recording but um we have strong feelings we have do have strong feelings i i didn't get into disney infinity until 3.0 which i think you did Same. also because i yeah. brought it over for all yeah, like when I, all those dudes were over here and yeah <laughs> for, while while they were having like their galentine's day yeah had, yeah like a dudentine's day duden Duden, Duden, Duden Duden schlagen, yeah, and and I brought over all the toys and we played like the Clone Wars set and oh, yeah. some other stuff. It was super fun, but yeah, yeah, and everyone got super into it, and I immediately went out <laughs> and um, just impulse bought yeah so many uh, Infinity figures and. And I then was, it was like two months later. And it was, <laughs> it, was it, it was right after the Marvel Battlegrounds, which I thought was when I was like, oh wow, this is starting to get. They're really, starting to get really, really creative. They're starting to really get creative, like yeah. switching it up. Well, especially after the Raceway one, which I don't think you've played yet. I have not. Uh, I mean, it's they basically like tune up their mechanics for their just driving the car stuff, mm-hmm. and then add in Mario Kart elements, and then you just tag like you know tag in who whomever you want to race as. So, like my wife and I, we had a race versus Chewbacca and Mulan for <laughs> like. A, all the marbles she won yeah but like it was it was real intense and it was really good that's awesome yeah and like just the fact that you can do that like that was always the thing that i liked about disney infinity was whenever they broke down the barriers and it was like you know do you want mickey to be able to hang out with spider-man or whatever (laughs) yeah like that was the cool stuff yeah yeah i i uh I only beat one of the we own a couple of the play sets we only beat the force awakens one Mm -hmm. which i had a ton of fun in my biggest gripe, though, when I was playing them, and I know this isn't really about Disney Infinity being shut down, but we're getting there. Yeah. My biggest gripe with it was that I couldn't just play whoever I wanted, and I think yeah. that probably set a lot of people off a little, because I was like, why can't I be Captain America in Star Wars? Like, isn't that the whole point of this, Like that I'm playing with a bunch of my toys, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and it was like, if I want to be Chewbacca and, you know... I almost said Lord Salamander, and I was like, oh, that's not even a character no, in anything. No, you're just, yeah. just grasping at straws. If I want to be Chewbacca and Ray and go into the Toy Story box or whatever, like, oh, yeah. why can't I? Like, I, that's what I want to do, right? Well, yeah. And I and I felt like maybe they were going to go that route at some point, but mm-hmm. they just never got there, and they never will get there now, which is kind of sad. Well, there is, a to- there is a Toy Box Takeover campaign that I still want to get, and I still want us to play it mm-hmm. all the way through. I'll do a Let's Play. Oh, yeah. We Door totally Cantina. should. Boom. <laughs> um, but it basically is that three of the villains, I think it's Vader, Venom, and... Um, 
uh, what's the main villain from Incredibles? I'm blanking right now. Syndrome? Yeah. Yeah, Syndrome. Like, I almost said Sinestro, and I was like, nope, that's a DC villain. No, no. Yeah, it's Syndrome. Syndrome. I'll take over the toy box, and you can just kind of, like, mash whoever you want to go deal with it to, like, go. That's cool. And that's kind of something that I really want to do. Yeah. I mean, that was its biggest thing. I think that's one of the biggest things going for another Toys to Life game, um, Lego Dimensions, that you yeah. can do that. Oh, you want to be Batman and Doctor Who? Well, you go right ahead, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Um, I just don't really like the Lego games. That's my main thing. The aesthetic for me. Yeah, it, well, it's it's crazy because like, after all this went down, I was like, man, I kind of want another Toys to Life game, but I'm definitely not buying Skylanders. No, not at all. Because it's just no offense to any kids out there listening to this that like Skylanders. It's just not for me. And kids or adults or adults that like Skylanders. <laughs> um, it's just not for me. Like, I don't really like the way the figures look and yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, but like the Lego one, I was like, I mean, we both have Amiibos also, but that's not really a toys to life game. That's kind of, no, it's, it's kind of a data storage thing. They're trying to make it more of the, to- the toys. I wish to life Nintendo things. would actually release like a game around Amiibos, but they yeah, don't. Well, I think they're, I think they're going... Well, I think they were going towards it. I don't know if they're still going towards it. I don't know. But that's that's another Yeah, that's a whole and, yeah. other thing. But Yeah. Um, we'll talk about on probably during some lessons. Yeah, play. I was like... <coughs> excuse me. I was like, man, I, I kind of would like to play another Toys of Life game. And if it was going to be another one, it would be probably Lego Dimensions. Because it's like... Oh, yeah. Portal and Batman and Back to the Future and probably Marvel and now, Star Wars yeah. and stuff now. Yeah. But it's like... I don't really like those games and they look kind of weird. Honestly, the, yeah. the, the, the fact that you get to like build the portal and like build the oh, stuff is the neatest. It's kind of the, it's kind of the most fun part of it. Also, it's just super expensive. It's way more expensive than Disney. Well, that's Infinity just was. Lego. Like Lego in general is so expensive. Yeah. And yeah. And so like, that that was another thing where I was a little sad about Disney Infinity going away was I was like, oh, you mean the one that I, the one that I could afford, yeah, you know, is going away. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah, I see a lot of parents getting kind of bummed out about this too, because a lot of people were like, "Oh, yeah. now they're now it's like all these other kids are going to switch to a different game." And I'm like, I don't think that's the case, because a lot of parents are probably going to be angry now that. And not necessarily at Disney, yeah. But they're going to be angry that like they spent a lot of money on this game, and now oh, it doesn't yeah. it just doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Like whenever I was growing up, it was de- like uh, back in the whole you know Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis like era. It was very much of like you know Dan, you choose one system, yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I had the same thing, and then I got a job, and then I just bought everything. Oh yeah, no, like, that's exactly how that happened. Just for laughed me. at my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's got a PS3 now, Mom, <laughs> and a 360. Yeah, oh. um, yeah. It, it's just sad. I feel like it could have gone somewhere. I was really hoping, like with the release of uh, Indiana Jones Five, that's coming up in like two yeah. years or whenever it's supposed to come out. Uh, they were gonna do an Indiana Jones playset. Oh, yeah. I was like, and they said that they were gonna do a Star Wars Rogue One playset, and that made me super excited. Yeah, which and was super cool. Yeah. And like the twelve inch figures. That didn't like, get me that excited. I kind of liked them for the idea of that it was going to be like a separate, like a special campaign for like made tailored for that character mm. that like your second player could jump in on and be whatever. Mm-hmm. But like it was a special like, you know, thing. Okay, like, I could see that. That was kind of fun. And it, and it was also going to be one of those things of like if you got like a giant 12 inch Vader, 
his move set was going to be entirely different than like the tiny Vader that you would get normally. Okay. I still am kind of like, that's a lot of space, like 12 I inches. Mean, Oops. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I'm not into that so much, but I was into the idea, like, you know, just breaking down the walls. I had someone tell me on a different mm-hmm. podcast, I was, we were talking about this whole closure on, uh, I think it was Xbox Best Friends when I was on it, but they're saying, like, well, they want to protect their IP, and I'm like, but it's they own all the IP. I'm like, what do they yeah. have to protect? You know, it's like, they should just let me be, you know, Spider-Man and Darth Vader and go fight, you know, Incredibles just, <laughs> monsters or whatever. Like, just go with it. I yeah. Mean, like, that's... I love those mashup kind of things, and there's, like, a whole bunch of YouTube channels now that are all dedicated towards, like, mashing up different, you know, properties to, like, see them fight or to see them go do whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, man, we could have had that. Yeah. Like... Especially with the Marvel Battlegrounds one, I kept saying on... And it's funny, dude, the week this happened was the yeah. the weekend before is when I swear is when we came over here. Oh yeah. And played Marvel Battlegrounds and and then I went on the podcast again on Xbox Best Friends, which don't really look for, it doesn't exist anymore. It we went on there and I was talking about yeah, I played Marvel Battlegrounds and it's it's ba- I was like it's basically Marvel Power Stone. It's super fun oh, yeah. and I really I had a really good time. Like we had fun and then it was like the next freaking day. Uh-huh. It was like, oh, Disney Infinity's canceled. I'm like, oh, man. Like, they could have... And I was even saying, like, I, I'm like, Marvel Battlegrounds is cool, but I wish they just made, like, a mode that was all the characters. I was like, if I want Mickey to fight Darth Vader, like, oh, that would please. be amazing, right? And I was like, I want to yeah. do that. And they didn't. we didn't get the chance, yeah. so... Or, like, Anger from Inside Out versus, like, I don't know, Donald Duck or something. Yeah. Incredible. Something great like that. Yeah. Or, you know, have the Incredibles. Have everybody. Like, that's what we need. Or yeah. And want. Yeah. It's 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 a bummer. I mean, the one good thing is that if you collect these, because they all do look super cool, and I actually am kind of like, yeah, I could still, I could still go to collect them all. You know? I'm I really could, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. And they're probably going to be really cheap because Disney kind of made a mistake. They were just producing them constantly. Well, so they're everywhere. That was something that I noticed and. uh in Disneyland actually was that like, I was like, Oh cool. You know, maybe all of these infinity figures will be cheap here. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe I can just get them cause they're just trying to get them out. Mm-hmm. And nah, they were all like 10, 15% more ev- yeah. there than anywhere. Well, else. everything's and, like yeah. 10, 15% more. Yeah. But I, I just expected it to be like, you know, we're done with this. So we should, you know, move it along. And I guess I think, that wasn't the case. I think they're trying to see how much more they can sell. You know, it's funny the week yeah. that that happened, I went to a Toys R Us and they had like a big sale on just all the infinity stuff and i was uh-huh. like oh here it is you know the end is nigh right yeah but i was trying not to spend any money so i didn't and then i went back in like a week later and the sale was over now they're all back mm-hmm. to full price but i'm like they're gonna drop because they can't rent out all this space yeah you know i bet you by christmas they're gonna be like oh yeah so cheap i think the reason they're probably not cheap yet is because they still have the finding dory playset mm-hmm. coming out and they still have the alice one which actually i saw the alice figure at like a target and yeah. it actually looks really cool although i'm not all that like not really excited about that alice in wonderland movie because i i'm not really i don't know who that. is but i mean but it, the actual design of alice with like the fingerless gloves and stuff is like wow i actually really like the way this looks this is cool yeah, but no, it's, it's it's very interesting i mean yeah i don't know like it i just 
it was just finally starting to like lift off the ground for me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's unfortunate. And they also never made a Star Wars Rebels playset. Really sad. And never a Hera figure. What's up with that? That just seems to be a like blanket statement right there. Like <laughs> there's not one from any kind of any figure collection except for this one which was yeah. why if you're watching the video <laughs> in, in disneyland it's like right there yeah um and by that i mean i can i can hear fun. your wife now going yeah. we have to get it there's a hair oh, figure immediately <laughs> yeah. she gets so excited about these things yeah and w- which she should like it's it's very gr- it, it's it's very gratifying that that's actually happening now i feel like your wife and i are in like the number one hair fan club or something so i freaking <laughs> love that character anyway yeah this is that's actually a good pass over into the Star Wars section of the show. All right, excellent. It's the new Star Wars lightsaber from Kenner. Inflation required. Batteries not included. You can pretend you have powers when you switch on Kenner's Star Wars lightsaber. Ready to feel the force? Yeah! Switch on your Star Wars lightsabers. Close your eyes and go. I got it. Me too. Zach, you passed the test. The force is with you. The Star Wars lightsaber, new from Kenner. Balloons not included. All right, right, everybody. Welcome back to the Main Street Bugle. This is the Star Wars segment of the show. And uh, remember, if you want to listen to the Disney or Marvel Cinematic Universe version of the show, you can look on our feed or, of course, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash... I actually don't have the URL yet, so I shouldn't say it out loud, so look in the description for our Patreon feed. Nice. And uh, you you can go there. But anyway... Star Wars stuff. I'm really excited. Dude. I actually have a couple things to talk about. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's nothing as big lot. as the stuff we talked about in the Disney segment, because that's been going on a while. Yeah. But um, we have we have some cool stuff going on. So uh, the first piece of news for Star Wars, we have Star Wars Battlefront 2 coming in 2017. And I just want to say, I called it. I said like a year ago that they were going to release. Well, maybe not a year ago, because yeah. the game it was probably months ago. A couple months ago on a different podcast, we were talking about Battlefront, uh-huh. and I was like, how much you want to bet they're going to release a second one for episode eight? And everybody's like, no, they're not going to do that. Well, totally then this story that. came out, and I was like, aha! Well, that's what, that's all, like, I mean, that's when all of their Star Wars games are going to release. Is, yeah. Is around, like, like, the lesser ones will release around the more, like, side movies, like Rogue One, and then any of, like, the big ones, like Battlefront, which... I don't think there's any Star Wars game other than Lego Force Awakens. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, um, which I'm not gonna get because I'm not into the Lego games. But probably not either, unless Emily decides that she really wants it. Yeah, does um, she play those? Uh, whenever we like first started dating way back in the day, um, uh, one of her first like introductions into like platformy kind of gaming was both of was like me buying like the Lego Star Wars games and then us playing through them together. So like they have a certain nostalgia value for us in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh but it was it was less about what the game was and it was more about something that I could experience, you know, with my Like a co-op other. thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Like um I feel like if I had a kid I might be more into it. Oh, but it like, would be an excellent entry. It's point. just something like I've never been into them, but that's not that's beside the point. Did you do you have Battlefront? I don't remember. Uh, I do not. You don't. Okay, but I was a Did big you? fan of like the ones way back. In okay, because I I'd be interested to know your opinion on it because I I've played it a little bit. I was like, mm, it's okay. Like the only time I've ever played it is uh-huh. when all my friends are like, we're gonna play Battlefront tonight, and I go, yeah. all right, 
I just jump in. It's mainly because I'm hanging out with them. That makes sense. It's a really pretty game. It's oh, just it's not super pretty, super fun for some reason, which is weird to say because I'm a huge Star Wars fan and I love yeah. shooters. But yeah. for some reason, when I play it, I'm like, eh. well, for me, the original like two Battlefronts, the reason that I loved them so hard uh, was a lot to do with the uh, continuous like capture points that were all around the map and mm-hmm. also the uh, vehicular combat. Yeah. That was so awesome, like, in 2, especially, with, like, you know, we are, like, there's a Star Destroyer, and we are in a Tantive <laughs> Cruiser, and I messed up. And so... It's okay. Yeah. I'll bleep it out. That's fine. And, uh... <laughs> sorry, kids. Yeah, sorry, buds. Uh, and, you know, you are in an X-Wing, and you're going all the way across, and you have to dodge all these incoming laser blasts, and just get in there, and blow it up on the inside i do remember that level that was i remember liking that a lot yeah Yeah. i don't know what it was about the first two because my my best friend had it on ps2 and we used to sit there on split screen and just play it like all the time and i don't know what it was like but there's something that maybe it's just games have gotten a lot deeper and this game's just not that deep well i i also think that it's going after a different it's it's core mechanics are, are different that's true. Like, you could, like, in the older two, it was very much like, you know, you can play it first person, you can play it, you know, third person, but it's more about trying to capture the feel of, like, a large-scale battle mm-hmm. than anything like that. Whereas um, whereas the new Battlefront, to me, feels more like we are playing a s- small skirmish. Mm-hmm. Uh, pot, like, uh, part of, because of, you know, it's only populated by people whereas in the older battlefronts it was populated by people and bots mm-hmm. so you had like this kind of like ebb and flow well, of, that's like, probably due to like processing power oh, i'm sure that's exactly yeah. what the reason was is that like they're like oh yeah we can make this low polygon stuff look okay and then have yeah. a crap ton of everything um but like that's one of the feelings that i get from like the small amount of time that i've had to play it is that it doesn't feel like a massive battle like the older ones did and also, like, uh, one of my favorite parts um, about uh, 2, actually, is that even outside of the main campaign, they endeavored to make all of your battles have a context. Mm-hmm. Even if that context was you guys moving around, like, this really bad-looking galactic map that kind of looked weird, like, had, like, Mario 3 dots that you just kind of, <laughs> like, moved a ship between, yeah. and it was turn-based. So that was something kind of cool that me and my friends used to do, is we would play on opposite sides, and it would be, like, that person's turn who dictates where the battle is kind of thing, and we would be fighting for the, you know, the whole galaxy, and it was awesome. And that's that's one thing in uh, in the current Battlefront that I feel is lacking, which I heard uh, a rumor that the reason that that was was because episode seven was about to come out. Oh, that was confirmed. That was confirmed? Okay, They cool. said that they had... So basically, like, a lot of people complain that the new Battlefront game, which sold, like, 14 million copies, so let's not be... Yeah. They made the right choice. A lot of but people like, is a bit of an... Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the vocal minority, honestly. Um, you know, they... Yeah, they cut the they cut a story mode out because they said they weren't going to be able to develop one in time to get it out for Force Awakens, which makes total sense. And yeah. like, honestly, I don't even. I'm like, what are you? What are you even going to do? Like with the story mode? I don't know. We'll see. Battlefront Two coming 2017. I was right. All right. Hashtag Josh was right. <laughs> it's coming out with Episode Eight. 
which yeah. we actually have a piece of actually the rest of the news is episode eight news. That's true. Um, sort of. Uh, it's, it's mainly like rumors at this point because we don't know anything mm-hmm. other than it's kind of wrapping up shooting at this point. Yeah. Um, but other than that, oh, let's get into it. Oh, you know what? The, the one thing I remember at a memory is there was this. Did you hear about the leaked? leaked quote-unquote like title for episode eight yeah fall of the resistance fall of the resistance um and the way it was leaked was some dude or somebody on like Mm -hmm. instagram filmed this poster that said it and like but there's a lot of shadiness and weirdness about the video because it's like there's like a crowd of people in the sound but you're like why would there be a crowd of people near this poster and nobody else got a picture of it well funny thing that you bring that up is that they've even said that they are planning on leaking false information to try to throw people off the trail mm. so this might not like this this is definitely they have done that in the past i think what they yeah. did that a bit with episode seven because i remember hearing episode mm-hmm. seven spoilers that yeah. like were not not what thing. happened, but then yeah. after the movie came out, they're like, one draft of the script said Luke's hand came down out of the atmosphere or whatever, yeah, and you're yeah. like, I remember hearing about that like a year before it came out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I think it's very much a like effort to make sure that, like, because th- this might be an older title that they used, and right. they're just like, okay, well, let's just put that out there to kind of keep people sniffing over in that direction. Right. Because that's always better. now. My question is, if this was the title, yeah, would you? How would you feel about that being the title? Um, okay. I feel like it's Star Warsy enough. Yeah, I mean, it's it's around the same idea of like the Empire Strikes Back, right? Um, you know, it's it definitely has like a dark tone, which it, to it, which, which it needs probably to should kind of happen yeah. at this point. Like, there needs they they need to move on into the story that they want to tell, right? Because they set, like, the reason that I think Force Awakens was, like, so successful was, like, yes, they ripped a lot of stuff from A New Hope and Empire. That's correct. But I was fine with it. I was fine with it because they let us get to know these characters in a way that we didn't then have to also worry about what the plot was and really keep up with it. So, like, they could be like, "Uh, uh, another Death Star. Yeah. Although, J.J. J.J. Abrams, the director of Force Awakens, um... He did come out and talk about that a bit, which yeah. I actually kind of liked his answer. He said, like, yeah, we, we felt like we had to kind of copy A New Hope so that it felt familiar to all the old fans, but yeah. then we could throw in enough of this, like, new stuff so that it was, like, we're clearly indicating that it's new, but there's all these kind of tropes and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, remind you of, like, episode four, and it was, like, it was intentional. And, yeah. and I'm like, I can see that because if you... And I think that's actually really smart. Uh-huh. I actually appreciate that they did that um because there's a lot of I, god one day i want to do like a whole film analysis of that movie because there's so we much yeah. there's so much so many little things in there that i just absolutely love actually yeah, that's the i wanted to talk to you about that because oh. we're doing uh uh commentary episodes if you support us on patreon um that was the first commentary i want to do actually it was like force awakens that sounds great yeah, yeah. we should do that anyway um yeah, there's a lot of little things with like mm-hmm. cinematography and like sound design and stuff in that movie that are just really fascinating and and a lot of it does harken back to like episode four and making you feel like something's either not familiar or it is familiar and it yeah. makes you feel like it makes you feel a certain way mm-hmm. especially if you're a lifelong star wars fan like you know both of us pretty much are yeah <laughs> like um 
just for an example. And if you haven't seen episode seven, I don't know what you're doing listening to this. What are you doing here? (laughs) Who are you? And at this point, I don't care if you haven't seen it or not. Poe Dameron doth declared that like... (laughs) <laughs> it was like January 10th or whatever. It was the last day. You could mm-hmm. be like, spoilers. Yep. Uh, but throughout the entire movie, when you when they actually get Luke's lightsaber, mm-hmm. every time John Boyega or Finn lights the lightsaber, it doesn't sound right. That's and I true. remember even in the theater when I was sitting there and hearing it like, and it's like weird, like, like it, it sounded weird. I remember yeah. going, I don't know if I like that. It didn't feel right, and yeah. every time he lit it up, it made uh-huh. this like yeah. sound. Yeah, I'm like, something's up with this. Like, it just didn't make me. F- it made me feel wrong. Like, like something was wrong about it. But the minute Ray gets it and she lights it up, it does the familiar like, and I was like, yes. And yeah. then I realized what they were doing. They were uh-huh. making it sound different because then you're like, that doesn't feel right. But then the minute she gets it, you're like, yes, like because you hear it, uh-huh. you get so pumped up. That's the stuff, like those little things in there yeah. that are just super yeah. smart. And did you notice the thing about the soundtrack that's kind of similar with that? Yes. Where it's like kind of a fugue? Yeah. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. Um, and I love that they, even at that moment too, they bring back like the old, they get they get the theme back. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh my God. For that is. one moment before yeah. it goes right back into the weird Yeah, because for most of the movie, it's like all different music. Oh yeah, which it's is, very not john williams yeah at all which is really surprising he's not doing episode eight is he i don't think he is i don't know that answer i know somebody else is doing rogue one it's the first star wars movie that doesn't have john williams score mm-hmm. in it yeah um although it, i mean it's probably gonna have like some of those themes but just orchestrated oh, yeah. by someone different or absolutely yeah. composed by someone different but yeah there's yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff in that. I'm I'm curious about episode eight, like really curious, because I know that yeah. even uh, even with that fake title being kind of dark, uh-huh. we do know because I think John Boyega in an interview said that like yeah, the script is a lot darker. It's like it's all darker. he basically it's said. Gonna be more physical. It's yeah. gonna be more fighty. I'm still wondering if that dude's great. gonna be in a wheelchair the whole movie. I mean, maybe may- yeah. may- maybe until like the last bit. I don't think they'll leave him out of it entirely. Right. Like, but well, because he got slashed in the. Up the back. Back, so then people were like, oh, is he going to be, like, disabled or whatever? I don't know if that's... He didn't... I don't think the slash... I thought the slash went along his, like, upper back. I didn't know it, like, crossed It seems like it goes, like, all the way up his spine. I don't know. I have to watch again and look, because when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. Did they just, like, cripple him? Like, that'd be crazy. But I did see, like, some... Because that's, like, a whole speculation thing Uh with this movie, too, is, like, what's what happened to Finn, right? Cause uh-huh. he's like unconscious at the end of the movie. Yeah. And, uh, I saw some fan art where someone like, it was basically like Finn shirtless with his back turned, And he had like, like a uh, cyborg kind of thing, like up his spine, which cyborgs are a thing in the star Wars universe. So yeah. Luke, Luke is kind of one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Vader. Um, yeah. yeah. He had like a cyborg thing, like up his spine or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm like, Oh my God, that'd be so sweet. <laughs> but, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Fall the resistance. I don't know if that's real or not. If it is real, I, I actually like it. All right. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm sure whatever title they have. I mean, uh, people complained when it was like Force Awakens was the title and then now they don't care. People are going to complain regardless. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter what it is. It's as long as it captures the tone 
of the whole movie. I'm fine with it. Like, For sure. Follow the Resistance sounds just as good as any of the other seven. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm totally fine with it. Except, that seems cool. Except, except maybe Phantom Menace. But that's... I actually like the name. Oh, I hate really? that movie, but I hate, I like that name. Huh. The, uh, oh, I just couldn't get behind it. Because it's like... I don't know. It it perfectly describes like the plot of that movie, or at least the intention of the plot of that movie. See, that's the thing right there. You just kind of put the nail on the head. You try to hit the nail. Right, on the head, but I but... but for what they were going for, for like what the actual like villain of the like it, if you look at the tr- the just the prequel trilogy in its yeah. entirety, uh-huh. the name the Phantom Menace in in terms of the first movie makes yeah. a lot of sense. Like oh. when you think about it. I just wish that they would have stuck with that idea. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I wish that they had given us anything, but, you know, whatever. They, yeah, you know what? We're being yeah. a dead horse. That's fine. The horse I'm not a fan of those movies. People like them, but I'm not a fan. Um, the last piece of Star Wars news is more of a rumor, but um, there's a rumor that Tom Hardy, who, if uh, anyone's not familiar with him, he was um, he played Max in the recent Mad Max Fury Road, which is an excellent movie. Amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, this is a freaking it's a it's a great movie. Um, but uh, there's a rumor that he's a uh, first order stormtrooper in Episode Eight, and that he apparently knew Finn or FN two one eight seven. Okay. And uh, there's something where. I'm not going to go into the scene they describe. They describe a scene that happens, which doesn't okay. have really any spoilers in it, but it, yeah. but it's like Finn basically meets Tom Hardy's character and they apparently knew each other oh, okay. in training or whatever. Great. That's all. Um, which would be cool. Cause there's a lot of celebrities that showed up even in force awakens, like just in star and stormtrooper outfits. Like I guess the, um, like the prince of of England was like in a stormtrooper outfit at one yeah. point on set and some yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, my favorite one was Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, which everyone they deny it, they can deny it all up and down, but we know. Yeah, we know it's we Daniel it. Craig in that torture yeah. room. Love you, Daniel Craig. Yeah, that's him. Anyway, that's gonna do it for the Star Wars segment. All right, welcome back to the Main Street Bugle. This is our Marvel Cinematic Universe segment. If you were interested in the Disney or Star Wars segment of the show, of course, you can head on over to dorkcantina.com we've got all that stuff and of course on the youtube channel for dork cantina and uh, on our patreon page which is listed in the description below um which if you donate gives you access to the week's episodes in full early a week early and you also get exclusive access to our disney marvel star wars commentary episodes for free well not free because you're paying but even a dollar a month helps us out so get going on that Anyway, we have just a lot of Marvel MCU news, so we should probably yeah should probably get going on this. But um, the first piece of news comes and uh, is about the Black Panther movie, which I was really surprised at how much I liked Black Panther um, in Civil War. They did him very very. Well. I was convinced, like, oh, they're just throwing this guy in there, and then. And I knew nothing about Black Panther. Yeah. 
going in. Never read a Black Panther comic in my life. And I freaking loved that character. That character is really, like, when he hits, he hits really, really well. Yeah. Like, if you can capture that, like, noble king warrior aspect of it, like, you really get something cool. That's kind of what differentiates him between, like, you know, Tony Stark, Captain America. I mean, pretty much any other hero is that, like, not only is he, you know, a superhero because he wants to be responsible for helping people, he's also a a king which is kind of a big deal for what he does and especially Mm -hmm. the king of wakanda which is a big big country dude runs a country and he's a superhero yeah somehow big country economically and and just power wise somehow necessarily size yeah anyway um our first piece of news is that michael b jordan Mm -hmm. is apparently going to be cast in the black panther movie as a in a uh, mystery role but um, the Hollywood Reporter um, brings word that Jordan, who previously worked with Black Panther director Ryan Coogler on both Fruitvale Station and Creed, two movies of which I've heard are really good, but I have not seen, uh, is also no stranger to Marvel Comics adaptations. He played Johnny Storm, the Human Torch in 20th Century Fox's yep. Fantastic Four, which is kind of unfortunate. <laughs> I don't know, se- second Human Torch, jump and ship. Yeah. Jordan joins a Black Panther cast... Uh, that includes Chadwick Boseman as the mm-hmm. title role, and assuming negotiations pan out, Academy Award winner Lupita Nyong'o, who's also yeah. Maz Kanata in The Force yeah. Awakens, who I had never seen any of her previous work, but I thought she did a freaking amazing job. Yeah, she was also uh, Rakshan in a Jungle Book. Oh, cool. Yeah. I would and does amazing work there, too. So Nice. And uh, I'm excited to see her possibly doing a like a uh, an actual live action role because i've never seen her I, she was in uh what was that movie show thing the slave one 10 years a slave i am unfamiliar something like that um i think that's what it was called 10 years a slave but i think she was in that um oh no but yeah. great actress looking forward to seeing her hopefully in like an actual like a, as an actual person mm-hmm. and not a tiny grandmother alien (laughs) (laughs) although she's amazing as uh yeah it's got to be uncomfortable walking on your knees like that for that long yeah i mean yeah i would imagine that oh they do a lot of motion capture stuff now that probably helps out with that yeah the lightsaber calls to you anyway (laughs) We have a story from Entertainment yeah. Weekly. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Gwyneth Paltrow visit fan battling cancer. I didn't actually read this story, but do you know anything about it yet? I do not. I did not okay. get a chance to do well, that. Well, on Monday... Hang on, some ad popped up on my phone while I'm trying to read this. On Monday, Gwyneth Paltrow made good on her promise to help one special Avengers fan's dream come true. The actress accompanied Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans as they paid a special visit to meet a young fan battling cancer. The trio traveled to San Diego, California, which is like eight hours from here. Yeah, it's about eight hours. Something like that. To visit Ryan Wilcox, an 18-year-old who has been diagnosed with leukemia for the second time. It's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they basically went and visited this kid, and uh, there's a bunch of pictures on Instagram and stuff. This is pretty cool. I like that they do this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I like that they're reaching out. Yeah. There was that whole thing where John Boyega dressed up as Finn and like went to that, um, 
went to that uh, hospital to meet that kid. Yeah. Who was in like the stormtrooper outfit. I guess his sister was like dressed up as Ray and she was like, where's Ray? And then and he was <laughs> like, she's not here. And then she's like, I'll be your Ray. And she like held his hand or whatever. Oh, like, oh that's, that's so adorable. That's sweet. That's sweet. That's so yeah. adorable. I actually, uh, to go back a little bit to Black Panther, I wanted to talk about John Boyega. And there's apparently a rumor that he is also in talks to I do thought, another role. I thought that got dismissed. No, completely? I think so. Okay. Yeah, because I had heard that too, that John Boyega might be in it also. And then I yeah. think I read something that said that he's not. He's not in it. Okay. He's too busy with Star Wars, I think. I mean, they, I can only hope. I believe that, because I think they're trying it. to film Black Panther, like, really soon. Yeah. And yeah, they are. he's still filming eight. So... Yeah, well, I, I know that Black Panther, as far as all of that is concerned, like, he has... He, he, he will continue to show up in other movies, especially now that right. he has been such a hit. Right. That, like, they'll have to film that, and get that out there as fast as they can just so they can free him up yeah um speaking of black panther hmm. uh rumor black panther casting lists man ape and white wolf oh. so i know that <laughs> oh, no. i asked you about this because <laughs> i read this story and yeah. i was like i don't know who these people are and you were Here. like i'll do some research oh i did and i'm calling it in all right i want to know right. what homework is what research right. have you got on man ape and uh and uh yep. white wolf all right who are apparently black panther villains well let's go to dan's marvel research corner uh so first off um let's start with white wolf mm-hmm. uh white wolf uh his name is hunter his parents were killed in a plane crash over wakanda and he was the only survivor uh t'challa the current black panther's father uh t'chaka basically raised him and adopted him and uh hunter turned into like really loving wakanda and he basically was uh once t'challa was born hunter was appointed as like the honor guard and like the the uh the uh, military police captain of wakanda because he was, was one of those things of like okay i have an heir now i can't make you king because you're not blood but, you know, if I didn't have a kid, you would be king. So, sorry, bro. And um, that kind of casts, like, a rift between Hunter and T'Challa throughout the entire thing. And eventually, um, after uh, T'Chaka's assassination, which we saw in Civil War, um, and all of those things, uh, the Black Panther, T'Challa, is like, man, you guys are too brutal with your police policies like what you're doing is way too harsh so he exiles them and that becomes a big source of friction obviously because i just because he just told hunter to leave his homeland Mm -hmm. and never come back which doesn't actually happen it basically turns into kind of a uh uh like a goku vegeta rivalry kind of thing of like Man, they're going to fight if they see each other, but if they ever have something to, like, unite them, they're going to unite at the drop of a hat because they're brothers, basically. They're going to put earrings on and become White Panther. Exactly. That's for all you DBZ fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there are a lot of things where, you know, they'll fight, but then, you know, there will be a threat to Wakanda and the Black Panther will, you know, like, put out the, the call and he sh- and he'll show up. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, man, I I hate you, but I love Wakanda. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so White Wolf is a cool, cool villain. Um, and it's less of a villain in, in like the traditional sense. And it's more of that nice anti-villain. I, I, I guess <laughs> if that term even exists, I mean, we can coin it right now. So like we did it in, in like the same way that like Catwoman can sometimes, be you heard it here first copyright trademark. Yeah. Door Cantina anti-villain. <laughs> um, so that's a really cool thing. And that would be a really neat route to go, especially if that's like one of the, if that's more of like a layer of a plot rather than the whole plot. Mm-hmm. Um, also because like, as far as the cinematic universe goes so far, uh, there's also that feeling between Thor and Loki. So unless they wanted to accidentally fall into those same footsteps, which I they mean, gotta change stuff. Yeah. And, and Hunter is a far different character than Loki. Like white wolf right. and Loki could not be more different. They like white wolf is very just... much about like getting in your face and being, very adamant about you just you worry it's wrong. too similar for the I'm, I'm worried that the plot steps are too similar right but if you add on this with uh with man ape which is another weird thing um <laughs> but white wolf is actually um one of the things that they talk about uh that stan lee came out because a lot of people were very much uh thinking that he called black panther about like you know the old civil rights movement and gang mm-hmm. orientate uh, associations uh and that white wolf was just something like opposite for him to fight uh that's actually not the case they apparently tried several different names and they just kept coming back to how cool black panther sounded yeah so that's not really the case as far as what stanley has said in recent times right um but so Manape is a leader of a white gorilla tribe that is a re- that is a recognized micronation within Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And basically he is the supposedly like fights on equal ground with the Black Panther and like the Black Panther's abil- like physical abilities are insane. Like I was I was continuing to like read over all of the things that he has done. I mean like apparently he can lift just under 800 pounds. So, which is ridiculous in like someone who isn't like, doesn't have the super soldier serum in Mm -hmm. them or anything like that. Uh, so man ape is just this, um, and, uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Uh, his name is Mbaku. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he is the leader of this, uh, gorilla nation and basically got his like superhuman strength and powers by, bathing in a jacuzzi of white gorilla blood and eating its flesh. That's that's how you get superpowers. I I mean that or a very bad disease. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. So those are the kind of things that uh they're definitely casting for um Manape is in a giant gorilla suit where his like the human head is coming out the mouth part as far as in traditional Marvel comics. Uh-huh. It's a little it's a little weird, but basically he leads his tribe because he feels like they're unrepresented into a like revolution in Wakanda, which actually seems like a very big theme in a lot of Black Panther comics. Mm-hmm. Is him dealing with revolts or things like that in Wakanda and like things that like threaten the nation state itself. So you think the whole movie will be in Wakanda? I'm hoping so. Right. I'm hoping so. I'm also hoping that they, because uh, Andy Serkis has already played uh, Claw in Age of Ultron. 
I'm really hoping. Yeah, that they bring I was him just seeing that, that but uh, there, it said that the, they don't think that might pan out because of the whole White Wolf Man Ape thing. I don't know. We'll have to see because I really love Andy Serkis, and I would love yeah. him just to be in more movies. Well, and also they already they already cut off his arm, so like you just have to add on the sound blaster. That's yeah. it. Because are, are 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 you familiar with Claw at all? Nope. Basically, in the comics, he's like a super sound like researcher, and he finds that vibranium, because of course, vibrate like vibration is in the word, mm-hmm. um, like vibranium, you know, amplifies sound and makes all of his research go. And he basically is able to turn sound into um, a more physical object. So, like, you know, he can use it to hit you with sound and like all of these things. And eventually, he accidentally he has a lab accident and becomes sound himself and like because comic book because marvel uh and um it's all really cool and like i mean he showed up and he showed up in age of ultron handed ultron some vibranium and then proceeded to get his arm ripped off Mm -hmm. uh and all of those things were really like it was it was a very like good thing to like be like okay great you know this this arch enemy of Black Panther, who I've honestly seen more in like Fantastic Four things sometimes in comic books, but mm-hmm. that's because Black Panther doesn't have as many comics, which is unfortunate. Um, and like, it's just one of those things of like that's his big villain, and unless they're waiting for that to be like in there too, like I'm sure, I, I, I'm sure he'll I, get yeah. another one. He'll 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 get one. I just you know, Man Ape to me like they could do like they've done amazing things overall like with all of these things and it's really cool yeah i this all sounds cool i i'm i'm excited for the black panther movie which is something i never thought i would ever say uh i didn't even think there would be one i know well they they announced it like a year and a half ago two years ago yeah but i thought it was gonna be like one of those things it was gonna they're just gonna get rid of it yeah yeah Yeah, it's like in humans they've been trying to make in humans for like five years at this point well, they're trying to make in humans like the new x-men and it just doesn't like it doesn't hold like, yeah though the x-men is an amazing like comic book and it's an amazing like it had an awesome like tv series like several tv several really good tv series um cartoon wise but it just i don't know if the concept holds up in modern day anymore i'm sure if anyone could figure it out Marvel Studios can figure oh, it out. Oh, they will. <laughs> like, they'll after do it. five years of work. Um, I'm actually curious to know if you think any uh, other, like, Avengers will show up in the movie. Because we know Captain America is, like, randomly there because they have that base or whatever. Yeah. Do you think Captain America will be in the Black Panther movie? Just as, like, a side character? I, just kind of there? I think he's probably going to show up in, like, a video message or something. Like, because I, I, I'm really hoping... Uh, especially since they decided that they're no longer calling uh, Infinity War, like Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. What is it called? Uh, I, they haven't released oh, they it haven't yet. Said. Um, but, like, um, they... I'm really hoping that that becomes the base for the Secret Avengers, which is a co- another comic book thing that uh, Cap actually ends up leading at one point, and it's always been one of my favorite comics. Mm-hmm. It, because it's just... It, it's very much of, like we have to go do Avengers-y things that are a little off book and are the only, you know, way that we're going to be able to put bad people away. And it's definitely the kind of thing that would come out after that kind of Civil War movie 
where you know they didn't end on the same side obviously but they didn't end like not being friends right you know we'll have to see yeah and when is it supposed to come out this next year yeah black panther is what other year. marvel movies supposed to come out this year because they usually do two a year right uh they usually do yeah i don't i don't it's know it's not guardians Mm-mm. Uh, I mean, honestly, the next big Marvel thing that I'm interested in is Luke Cage that's coming out in September. Oh, this show. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, I need to watch Jessica Jones. Like, I only watched the first two episodes, and I need to actually yeah. sit down and watch Daredevil season two because everybody says it's oh, way it's better so than the first good. one. Well, I, I would say it's different. I would say it's it is an different. entirely different show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, it, it's a different show with the same people. It's just a very different concept. Right. Whereas, like, the first one was very much like him getting, like, you know, coming into his own and like, you know, learning how to be daredevil and like all of these things and how to attempt to balance it. Um, you know, season two is definitely hit de- him dealing with the waves that he has made mm-hmm. as a vigilante and like being like, okay, you know, I, sp- I splashed a rock into the puddle, like what came back out. Mm-hmm. And you know, the answer for that is the punisher. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, so right. it's, it's really, really cool that way. Um, yeah, but with Luke Cage, uh, I just saw like a couple pictures of them confirming that Diamondback is going to be one of his main villains, mm. and like showing them like tussling in the streets, mm-hmm. um, which Diamondback is basically is someone from his childhood who ends up framing him, and that's why he gets sent to prison and like initial like initially. So mm-hmm. that's kind of neat. I mean, also like they're definitely keeping the same like Diamondback look of like him his cost like his jacket rather i guess in this case like kind of looking like a snake skin and him being like all right well i use knives because fangs right so it's you know like a a lot of the a lot of the marvel heroes that are in the television universe you know have like underwhelming like supervillains sometimes but like, I really like with what the fact that they've been able to like, you know, be like, okay, they're underwhelming, so we ground them, so we make them right. actually more interesting that way. Got it. And that's been really cool. Cool. Yeah, I need to just like, I just haven't any time, and I don't really sit down and watch. TV. I don't watch TV that much. I barely watch TV. I mean, like, I would. And, I really think that you should watch Daredevil season two. Yeah, and we should have an entire it, like talk <laughs> about that. Okay, it's you know it's one of those things like if I get if I get started, uh-huh. I'll I'll start going. But it's like I have to force myself to sit down and be like, all right, let me start this, and then I start it, and I'm like, Whoa! and then it's just like I eat it up. Uh huh. But yeah, this is I need to just do it. But we'll figure it out. Anyway, next piece of news is like I guess you can call it news. Uh. Civil War screenwriters say, do the math on Guardians of the Galaxy appearing in Avengers Infinity War, which I'm pretty sure we already knew was kind of Oh, happening. yeah, that was already, like, pretty much, like, a given. Like, yeah. I think that's why they said do the math, because guess how many times they've said yes, that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, not in those words, because they can't, because they're contractually, like, obligated to not say those words. Right. But it's definitely going to be one of those things of, like, yeah, how could they not show up? Right. I mean, I'm still hoping for them to show up in like in the next Thor movie, Ragnarok. That'd be great. Yeah, but that's just because I, that. I from whatever all, all the rumors and things I've heard is that it's more cosmic in nature, right? And is possibly going to be a buddy cop movie between the Hulk and Thor, mm-hmm. which would like my little fanboy mind would melt. <laughs> so 
I need to watch Guardians again. The last time I I only saw it that one time in the theater. Yeah. I really I really dug it. It's good. Yeah, and it's one of those instances where it's like if you'd have told me, yeah, they're making a movie of this comic book you've literally never heard of, I'd be like, why do I care? And then when you, yeah. and then when I saw the trailer, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know about do that. Do I care? Yeah. Then I watched it, and I'm like, this is freaking awesome. I love well, it. Well, I think that that's why it was successful. It was word of mouth. Exactly. Like It was just like, we're going to take this incredibly unknown property and then do whatever we need to with it because no one's going to care. Right. I mean, there might, I'm sure there are a few like core guardians of the galaxy fans, like from way, way, way back when. And it's like a super good comic, but it is weird. Yeah. Like, so what they did with it, I'm very glad about. And like what has bled over into comics and like into even like television cartoons. I'm really glad about because they've made it like very good and more relatable. And it's just, it's it's solid work and like i think that that's marvel's strength is taking like in fairly unknown properties and just like being like all right so how does this fit into that their world and how can we just like smooth it out and push it out into something right all right we got one last piece of news it's not directly tied to the marvel cinematic universe but i'm sure it will be tied in somehow (laughs) um marvel now which is some sort of like it's a preview magazine or something they're coming out with and it's going to be released in comic book stores marvel now was one of their comic movements a little while ago that they recently that they started are they Is doing that right yeah are they, are they doing like another full-on yeah fall 2016 whoa okay. i figured it had something to do with the cinematic universe at some level but i mean see we don't really mention yeah. the comic books here that much because we don't really keep up with them <laughs> I mean, I keep up with, like, a little bit, but it's usually very specific. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's actually it. We're out of stuff. All right. We're done with the show. Cool. And we don't have any fan mail because we don't have yeah, any yeah. mail. It's the first episode. Yeah, and if you want us to read that, just go send ahead Send it our way, yeah. You can either comment on the video below or you can send uh, Main Street at dorkcantina.com and we'll read uh, your fan mail on the air talk to you the listener but anyway yeah. uh do us a favor please like favorite subscribe to the video if that's what you're doing if you're on itunes listening to us please give us a review or a like it helps us out a lot or if you know you're on podcast addict or you're on uh, stitcher please give us a thumbs up something like that and um yeah come to our patreon page which is located in the description and of course you can find us and other content we create on doorcantina.com if you give to our Patreon, you get exclusive access to our commentary episodes where we do commentary over Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars movies. We release one a month, and they're exclusive for Patreon members. And you also, once we reach the $150 tier, we will um, be giving our Patreon patrons, not Patreons, be giving our patrons access to monthly uh, hangouts where you can hang out with us, talk about anything, all the good stuff. We hope you guys stick around. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.